going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode 192, where today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Broken Heart Gallery and the binge from Hulu. My name is Grayson Maxwell, one of your hosts. And it's me, Rod Stillian. And, <laughs> and I'm Christopher Vaughn. The permanent guest. The permanent per- guest. Perma guest. Perma guest is what he is. What's going on, guys? How was your week? I had perma guest once. I didn't know, Chris. How? What's new with you in the world? What's the, I'm so glad you asked. You know, a little while back, I got my my tattoo finished. I was oh, super excited about very it. Nice. I like, went into Pittsburgh. It was great. Had a great time. So I had something new going on. I just wanted to be able to talk about it on the air for once because you ask me that stupid-ass question every week. So. And he never has anything else to say. Yeah, so. So I, I, that's awesome. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, thanks mm. for asking. Thanks, I really appreciate man. it. Because <laughs> mm, you complained last week, so I want to make sure I, I got it in this week. I did. What about you, Raj? What's going on? Work. Thanks for the one-word response. Appreciate that. Good. You contribute so much to an audio podcast. That's right. That. Right, because I'm not the one carrying this place. <laughs> oh, oh, you're definitely not. All Whoa, right. What, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> well, you tell me I'll, I'll be the first one killed in the first wave of zombie attacks. You that, would. I don't think facts. I would. You know, I think about this quite a lot, actually. I, you know, daydream that this actually happens, but I think about it a lot. I don't think I would be. I can't handle a firearm, though, so... I might be dead pretty quick. You can I, or can't. I like cannot. How, I like how you're just t- giving us more reasons to to discount your yeah. credibility about surviving the first wave of the zombie apocalypse. I listened, you're just helping us. I, I listened to last week's episode and I said, I said I would just make friends with stronger people, and Roger immediately says they'd kill you. <laughs> I mean, as soon as they're hungry, they would kill you. Absolutely kill you. Once they find out you contribute absolutely nothing to the survival <laughs> you. I have dead. a brain. I have a big melon. I need. I gotta contribute. Good. Make sure you lead with that. <laughs> so that I get you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. Well, okay. Well, Roger, tell me your plan for the zombie apocalypse, please. Not I want, I want to know be your plan. near you. What? That doesn't make any sense. Two people is better than one person by themselves. What makes you think I would be by myself? Well, who are you going to be with? Uh, my family, sir. But, okay, Thank fine. You. Granted, where are you going to go? How are you going to keep no, yourself? No, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> I would never tell you this. <laughs> You've already told me part of this plan. We had a plan. That was planned years ago. That was planned years ago. Behind a door that is arguably still very impenetrable. It yeah. probably still is, honestly. Yeah. But um, I know I no longer have access to that building. That's true. So. That is very true. That's important. I, Actually, I bet I could still get into that building. I'm sure you could. I'm sure we all could. I picked the one lock many times. I doubt it's changed. Why did you have to pick the lock when you had keys? That's none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Chris? Do you have any plans for the zombie apocalypse? I mean, we all have a plan for zombie apocalypse. You know what's sad is we all do. Like that's what's sad. Like we can we joke about it, but every adult you see walking anywhere on the street or in in a in a building, and they all have plans. They've all thought about it. We've all thought about it. Even kids have thought about it. I'll be honest. I don't keep unloaded guns in my gun safe. (laughs) Just for the reason for that. That. Oh man, one day I get so excited thinking about that happening. I get so excited. I want it to happen. You jerk off to weird stuff. Mm. I don't. I, did I saw? Why did you? You <laughs> took it to a weird place, Chris. My goodness, you always take it to weird places. He didn't say no. My point. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect factually. God, this show. Should we go back and take that out? No, no. this is good. Let well, it roll. God. Okay, whatever. This is your fault. You brought it up. <laughs> I, I didn't. This is episode 192 of <laughs> a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then get into the movies we're excited to talk about. Although we've been less excited lately, but we'll get into, I have a reason for that, and we'll, we'll get into that. Let's look at the box office. So the bad news is 
the movies haven't changed pretty much, and they're still only four in the millions. But that's you know we're we're getting there. Tenant, obviously the number one spot still, bringing in a disappointing 4.7 million domestic worldwide total to this point is 239 million, which is probably less than a fifth of what would have been had, had COVID not hit. The New Mutants, number two, 1.6 million domestic, bringing in total worldwide of 35 million. That movie's still bad. Inf- and Infidel, bringing in 1.5 million domestic. That's with Jim Caviezel. And That's worldwide, not even local here, is it? It's, it's, it's going to be. It's yeah. going to be, yeah. Uh, 1.5 million worldwide, so it's not even uh, international yet. Unhinged, bringing in 1.3 million domestic, bringing its worldwide total to 27.7. That's not great. I thought that movie would be higher by now. I really did. Nope. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, Roger, still in the top five. Or you were the one that wanted it out of the top five. I want it to burn. I hate yeah, SpongeBob. Yeah. That's a weird request, but okay. SpongeBob movie did 210K. He water. He can't be burnt. No. That's some logic right there. That's science, bro. Boiled <laughs> by, by science again. He got you there. <laughs> All right, bringing in a worldwide of 4.2 million. That's not doing great. I'm actually, I, I'll be honest, this is a point I wanted to bring up. I am surprised that the box office numbers are so low. I am surprised that people are staying away from the theater. Now, I don't need some smart-ass quip from me, Roger. I know there's a pandemic going on, but I'm surprised that a lot of people aren't going to the theater right now. I'm just surprised. Uh, I mean, so I went to the movies this week um, to see Broken Hearts Gallery. And this was the new high score for amount of people in my theater okay. with six. See, I had the opposite effect. I went. I was all by myself. I, I was. I was. I was one on a Saturday afternoon. I was one. Yeah. In a brand new release, yeah. I was the only person in the auditorium. I love it. I was eating my bag of chips. I smuggled in there so loud. It was great. So let me ask you this then. And I don't want to spend. We've talked about this weeks past. What happens now? I'm just saying, if COVID hits again big and before shut down, do movie theaters survive a second wave of this? Some won't. They just won't. Your big ones will. Your, well, yeah, your big ones are going. They're not going to go anywhere just because where can they go? But, like, smaller regional chains, they're in trouble, man. I would imagine they're trouble. they're already in trouble. But, I mean, AMC, going back to the question of why AMC was begging the government for money, I every money, every dollar they make is pure profit almost from popcorn and pop. I don't well, know how they're struggling th- so well, much. Well, I can tell you why they'd be struggling is because – even though they had some lease agreements that were reprieved for a while, not all of them, not everywhere. And the number one thing they're paying right now is real estate fees. That's a good point. Costs actually. a lot of money to live there, man. Yeah, it does, especially in like the high traffic malls and stuff like that. It's not. It's probably yeah. not cheap. Now at all. the the mall where we go for our local AMC has been a Carmike for years and years. Um, so I doubt that their lease is really super exorbitant. But just think about the square footage that a movie theater holds it's got to be 100 grand a month i mean seriously yeah and that's a, i think that's a small number mm-hmm. you think these standalone you know 30 plexes aren't a million dollars a month and just... no i mean i i would imagine they're probably even though i think a million is a lot i think they're probably not too far from that i and... mean think about the ones in like downtown new york you know it's a million dollars yeah i mean the ones in down i, I asked the guy one of the managers the, at the amc the the famous amc downtown chicago uh, he's. I asked him just how much is around. He goes, "It's not cheap." Let me just tell you that it's not cheap. So the, uh, so. the AMC is a publicly traded company, right? Yes. yes. So 
another reason why they may ask the government for money is so that it's less overhead they have to report losing, and which would affect their stock prices and and would reflect on on investor stuff too. I mean, that's probably not a bad assumption that that's happening. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I can you know, see that. Anything that they can that they can get away with saying, you know, hey, we're okay, we got this funding, blah blah blah, would help keep everything. They are currently trading at five dollars and sixty seven cents. It's probably not great, Bob, but. So what you're saying it's only, should, it's I, only down a nickel since close of business Friday. What you're saying is I should I should invest heavily in AMC stock right now. Let's check this five year high. <laughs> uh, over the last five years, it has never been more than oof, 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 oof. One, I mean, 2020 has been very unkind to the movie theater, <laughs> <laughs> as you might imagine. I'm a, oh I'm, my god, it bottomed. It almost bottomed out. The really? stock, the stock price. Yeah, like the right before May. I mean, I'm talking like less than two bucks a share. Jeez. Ooh, I need to yeah, buy some bad. stock. I was gonna say, Now's <laughs> the time to do it. You know, it's only going can only go up from here. Upgrade but... my portfolio. You know what yeah. I mean? So okay. Do you so... have a portfolio, Chris? I do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just start Dang. a portfolio. Yeah. yeah now, now's the time. Yeah. That wouldn't be the one I'd start with. I'm just going to tell you that right now. No. Get some good ones first. I don't know. It's not a because it's only it can only go up. No. So, it can continue to go down. <laughs> it's not at zero yet. Not if you buy now and then let the holidays be somewhat big and then sell. You make a couple hundred bucks. No, you don't sell. When you don't sell at the top. You ride it. No, but if if it's going to go down again, but the, they're not going to let the holidays be nothing. The holidays are going to be big for AMC. I know this. That's my point. Welcome to the love of cinema. All right, We're talking anyway. about stocks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay. okay so, stocks you know. and zombie deaths. And yes. Good start. Uh, good start to the show. I can't wait to kill you in the apocalypse screen. Thanks, man. Mm. Oh, you never That's disappoint. You never thought about us killing you. I don't think you would, <laughs> but now I really am considering it. My, that's weird. Why would you even bring that up? It's a coin flip, honestly. <laughs> I'm going to do weird stuff with your body. That's also weird. Yeah, yeah. You've said two really weird things in the show today, and we're not even six minutes in. Oh, Jeez. It's gonna be a long show. My god. All right. Uh let's look at um let's look at where things are sitting for release. I don't really see many changes except for this past Friday Antebellum came out on VOD. I saw a lot of reviews for that flip. I did not hear anything good so far. Never mind. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I thought say I don't care, but <laughs> If it would have came out of a movie theater, I'd have to go watch it anyway. So. Yeah, so we should probably check that one out actually pretty soon. But nice. So I don't. So here's the new one though. Is in October, Hubby Halloween on the Netflix, the Adam Sandler Netflix film is going to drop on October seventh. That's that's a new edition. The trailer Thank just came out for that very recently. Thank God. Oh God. I'm looking at anything else. I don't see anything else new or has changed. But I think that's only because they just haven't made the decision yet. Although the Croods is now November twenty fifth, they moved it off of, of Christmas to Thanksgiving, yeah. which yeah. is weird. But maybe they're well, trying to get ahead of the thing, closing well, down. Wonder Woman moved to Christmas, so oh, they're trying to get out of that. the way. Yeah. I just, I'm telling you, okay. I don't think Wonder Woman. I don't think Dune. I don't think West Side Story. I don't think Free Guy. Crude, no, Croods might because no one cares. But Pixar Soul, <laughs> No Time to Die. I, I don't like think the Black Black Widow. I don't think any of those are coming out this year. I like the Croods. I think fine, we but, get Black Widow. No matter what. I, I bet you we don't. I've been saying this Here's the start. Thing. I, they, it they happens. Can't, they can't delay it much longer because the longer they delay it, it pushes their entire run backwards. Yep. But they can release movie. it on Disney+, Plus, which would be... They will not they will do not. that. But I, they're going to get more visibility if they release it on Disney+, Plus than we release it in the, in the theater. They'll do both. It'll be on Disney+, Plus eventually anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm just saying... 
I, I don't think we're going to see that one this year. You it's guys coming. are very it's confident coming. you will, but and what you said, as long as the movie chronologically happens when it does, I don't think it matters it when it comes matter. out. It absolutely it? matters, hundred percent. So they if will, they will never. So if Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. had come out before Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. would that have made a huge difference? Yes. I really don't think it would have. It would have told a lot, but because then you wouldn't know who she was. But then that's that was one of the things you got to go because watch it's, Captain it's, Marvel. It's got to connect to everything else. Yeah, okay. You can't change your Fair connections. Enough, so nothing's really changed. But I just don't think we've because they haven't they haven't pulled the trigger. Nothing's moved. No, except nothing, something nothing added. Nothing's gone off the slate. Yeah, so. so I mean that's Yay. kind of a big deal. But all right, let's talk about some trailers. Oh, current events, COVID. Let's talk about some trailers. <laughs> Good. The Mandalorian season two dropped this week, and I think people are very excited for this. Uh, I, I know I am, and I'll tell you why. What, what gets me excited for this trailer is they talk about Jedi being evil sorcerers. Not evil. They definitely said evil. Someone, so someone called them evil sorcerers. Probably dark sorcerers. Maybe okay. Maybe dark. Maybe I'm getting the word mixed up. But yeah. they, they, it, regardless, it's in a negative connotation, yeah. and that's why I'm so excited. So when did the, when does the Mandalorian in the Star Wars universe? Where is that? Many hundreds of years before. Oh, okay. So it is. Before. Okay, so then. Yeah. Gotcha. That, yeah, Yoda, that makes Yoda's sense. like six hundred some years when he dies, right? He's like six hundred plus. But this isn't baby Yoda, or this isn't actual baby actual Yoda. They we know that for sure. Well, they haven't said either way. Honestly. Yeah, they've actually. I thought said this that. was actually after seven. I thought maybe I'm wrong about that. I have to go back and check that. But I thought this was after episode seven, which no longer exists. By no, the way, I don't, I, no, it's not after anything. I thought it was after at least Empire Strikes. As far back, as I or, know, it's before everything. Oh okay. Yeah. Can you Google that real quick? I no. just I don't I don't think you're right. About that. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I, almost I, positive we're wrong about that. 100. percent No, because Jedi are talked about some dark order that isn't like a thing yet. You know what I mean? So it's it's it has to be before all. But they are. But they but they reference stormtroopers and they reference the the tie fight. They, they reference stormtroopers which came, which came during the Star Wars saga. Are you certain of that? I we just saw stormtroopers. Yeah, are you certain that that's when the, that stormtroopers originated? Because there's no. a lot of stuff out there. Well, we've seen episode one, two, and three. It's between. Yes. The, it's between uh, what we know as well the first two movies. Okay. So four and five. Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured it was okay. not way before. That didn't it's sound between right. Between four and five. Okay, gotcha. Alright, so it's not Nine a prequel. Nine A B Y. It says after Nine battle of something. Uh, interesting. I mean, I think it's interesting that they're erasing seven, eight, nine from canon. I I find that I find that just. Is it because John Boydega is just an asshole? Is that why they're doing? No, it? that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> that all started, but like it all started with people wanted eight erased from canon, and then they just released seven, eight, and I, I assume years from now we're going to get another seven, eight, nine. I mean, I know they can do it because one, it's Disney, two, it's their stuff, but like. How are you going to just release three movies and then be like, nah, never mind? Because they're awful. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> I've, I've been saying it for years that eight, 8 in particular was like, holy mother, that movie is bad. Even worse than 1, 2, and 3? I, yes. I, oh, no, yes. I, yes. I would say that in, in a heartbeat. Anyway, I don't know. This is not a Star Wars episode. But it's a Mando. What are you guys excited for in the Mando? Uh, when, he, when the... X-Wings pulled up beside him, and they just slowly spread their wings open. Like, <laughs> they're about to get into some shit. <laughs> That's... I, I haven't seen ahead. any of the new movies yet, and I haven't seen season one of, of Mandalorian. I've, I've, oh, I've you never watched Mandalorian? I've effectively avoided all things Star Wars since episode eight. You should eight. check out Mandalorian. Well, see, episode seven? Yeah, episode seven. So you have a, you have a backlog. You need, you need to watch Tenet. I don't care about the binge, but Tenet and the Mandalorian. But here's the thing about Mandalorian is... What's something you need to know about? I mean, I was not a fan of The Mandalorian. Roger was a fan. I, 
I though I thought it was a positive thing for the Star Wars universe because what we've gotten in the past couple of years have been so bad, but I still don't think it is what Star Wars deserves. Let okay. me ask you a question, Chris. Yeah. You ever watched the old Hercules TV show? Yeah. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. That's what the Mandalorian is. Crosses with Xena. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of laugh. Minus Xena. So, here's the thing. There's a whole overarching theme through Mandalorian. Almost every episode is a self-contained adventure, mm-hmm. like a western. Okay? okay, that's really what it is, and pieces and pieces of the puzzle fall into place along the way. That's what it is. Hmm. So you can just like even if you missed an episode somewhere in the middle, you would still be okay to watch Mandalorian. And it's the whole thing about Yoda, the whole thing about the baby Yoda. Those people are calling him, even though the he's child. not baby Yoda. Yeah, the child is the whole thing with Solo. Is there just why did you have to bring another one of those into the universe? We had Yoda. He's gone. That's why he was so amazing. He was mysterious. And now there's just more of them. And that's but, just... I mean, no one ever said he was the only I mean, one. Disney, no, they didn't. Disney but... single-handedly created the most remarkable meme that's ever they really, they Pretty I mean, much. Yeah. So. <laughs> that, that, i got to say that was a smart move on their part. But we're all excited for Mandalorian Season 2. It starts streaming October 30th. I'm sure it will be – Disney Plus will be hit hard that week. Um, yeah. Unlike Mulan. <laughs> it's – I'm laughing. I'm watching videos now. Roger, you sent us something in the mass text I this week. Did you want to, you want to sum that up real quick? If the you mass can? text that has three people in it. Three people. Well, it's, it's a three. We, we text news stories, text. but so apparently we had talked a lot about is Mulan successful for Disney Plus? Well, Yahoo Finance seems to think it's been extraordinarily successful. So, yeah. Uh, what to say? Uh, 29% of Disney Plus U.S. users have watched the $30 Mulan movie. See, I don't... But how many But how many subscribers do they have? They have 60 million globally. And half of them but, have watched it? But they gave you a U.S. 29% number. Of, well, I mean, but they gave you 29% of the U.S. How, how many of those 60 million are U.S. subscribers? Well, they assume... This is just an estimate from Yahoo. They assume that of the 60 million globally, that about 30 million of them are... In the U.S., which puts approximately 10 million buys. So that makes, what, $900 million, something like that? That makes $300 million. Well, 300 million. No, if it's 30 bucks and $30 million did it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Great. Math. Um, yeah, yeah, math. Is, okay, great. Um, so I still don't... I, yeah, they put I don't it think approximately it's been that successful. $260 million. I don't think it's been that successful. Is that I, so here's the thing. They're pulling at... Disney's releasing that as an official number. So is Disney releasing that? I mean, Yahoo Finance did, which is not Disney. Yeah. Well, say. So. wait, it's not like Yahoo Finance is, you know, our podcast throwing out news. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was right. Thirty million subscribers paying thirty bucks a piece. Yeah, except it's not thirty million. It's just a shade under ten million. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, and okay, math I have my numbers is hard. Wrong. No, I I did the math based on thirty million. Sorry, I didn't I, hear. The, okay, so ten million. You're, you're right. Okay, so I still don't believe it. I don't believe it because Disney. First of all, Disney wouldn't have let Yahoo Finance put that out if they if they hadn't needed it to go out. Well, there's more there's more research that goes into their number. From Friday, September fourth, Mulan's release date, through Sunday, September sixth, they had a sixty eight percent spike in daily downloads for that. So you can if you can extrapolate that, you know, fifty percent of those some are of those, guaranteed to be Mulan. Some of those are Mulan related. Which puts it at like thirty four percent of those are, are almost guaranteed to be Mulan, mm-hmm. just by statistics. But alone. I would bet you again. We we talked about Tenant in a non COVID world. I would imagine Mulan first weekend would have done at least one hundred and fifty 
I would imagine by now. We haven't seen a single movie break that number over a release yet, have we? But no, we haven't had a single movie break ten million dollars. No, we we, we have. But I'm talking in a non-COVID world, where everything is normal and people just no, go non, to theaters. You just said even in a COVID world. No, no, I'm no, sorry. I meant to say that's okay. what we're talking about. Tenant in a okay. non-COVID world. See, Tenant's on. Tenant has done less than two hundred and fifty million, and I would imagine those big moves I talked about earlier about the release dates. They're looking at that and being like, nope. We're not. Nope. We we can make six times that if we just hold it. Same with Black Widow. I'm telling you. I mean, get off the Black Widow thing. You're wrong. It's fine. Okay. We'll find but, out then. All right. But, we will. Even if they push Black Widow, they can't push it past February. Is two hundred and some million dollars made by Mulan over Disney Plus? Is that a successful? No. Because, yes. Well, I mean, it, yes, it, it is. It's, it's pure overhead. It's yes, that. it is because that's the other side of it. Yeah. There's no distribution rights. Mm-hmm. There's no taxing for any of that. That there's, is straight there's Disney no, profit. There's no week three week. You're four right splitting. about that. You're you're pre, you're right about. I didn't think about that. You're mm-hmm. right about that. That's a big deal. Yeah, but here's the thing. Everyone that paid for that movie and didn't think it was good, I don't think they ever get away with twenty nine ninety nine again. Twenty nine is still too high. I don't, I don't, is I don't think they'll ever Wait, get away what did with you that say? again. Nineteen ninety nine is their number. I would even imagine. But you said last week when I was listening to our episode, fourteen ninety nine. I think is the magic number. If if you want people to well, so, buy without thinking about it, sure. fourteen ninety nine is a good price. Yeah, well, it can never be less than ten dollars because Disney Plus by itself only costs what six ninety nine. Yeah, four ninety nine. Six ninety nine. I'm paying four ninety nine. I check okay. my monthly statements. That's fine. Four ninety nine. Go to sign up for it right now. Okay. It'll okay. Be, sorry. Six ninety nine. Well. I'm still paying four ninety nine, which is fine. I am paying less than that. That does not mean that that's right. So, okay, but yeah, that's that's the thing with it. It's, according to Yahoo Finance, and I guess I mean we're never going to get the true statement, no. just like we never get which, real numbers. Which is that frustrating though lately? It, it, like, why are they allowed to keep like well not allowed, but like why are they keeping those numbers so close to the belt when when we get box office numbers anyway? Well, here's the thing about because Netflix. They don't, it's not a box office related thing. Well, here's yeah, the thing I about Netflix. Well, I don't so understand. Th- well, there's a, there's a big thing about box office numbers anyway. And this is something that's been raging for years, even back when I was working at the movie theater. The box office numbers, they are the only place that has to report numbers on a weekly basis. There are companies that don't report any numbers except one time on their yearly basis. And if they're a private company, they don't ever have to release numbers. Think about that. Why, Why do we get to be like, hey, you have to tell us how much money this movie made? No, you don't. That's a weird thing, isn't it? It is. So here's the thing. Netflix is a publicly traded company, which is why I'm surprised that they don't have to release num- viewership numbers anywhere. All that the release is earnings because they're publicly traded. That's it. The, I mean, their viewership numbers are – it's an irrelevant thing that gets them to what their yearly earnings is. It doesn't matter how they get there. For a publicly traded company, they just have to know how much that how much money they've made. And the thing with Disney is you'll never be able to extrapolate anything from their public earnings from numbers because they have all of their stuff falls in the same basket. Yeah. So any money they made from Mulan looks like money they made from a theme park. Mm-hmm. Looks like money they made from merchandising. Looks like this, this, and that. I'm but, still going to stand firm that I don't think Mulan was nearly as successful as well, they no, wanted I, to Listen, be. I'm sure that they would have rather had a big-time global release. I have no doubt about that. But if this isn't such... Of train wreck is what we think it is. This definitely doesn't close any doors. Yeah. No. So let me ask you this: How come AMC gave Universal that huge blowback for Trolls, but we're not? There's no blowback being talked about for, for Mulan. Oh, well, you have a reason for that. Okay. Because AMC thumped their chest, and everybody went, "We don't care." Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly no, that's, that, that's exactly right. No, because that. then they're like, "We're not releasing any Universal or movies or whatever." Now they're like, "No, no, no, 
we're sorry about that. We'll release whatever you give us. Because <laughs> yeah. they thumped their chest being all, we're tough and big and bad. That was yeah. six months ago. AMC, yeah. but no one cares anymore. Historically, AMC does that a lot. They, they, they cry wolf and play the victim card a lot. Even before 2019, they do it a lot. Is, and I just, Mo- most companies do that, though, too. But You yeah, never, never want to – you always want to be the one that got hurt. You never want to be the bad guy. Yeah. But you're right. AMC realized that no one gave a crap about nope, what they were saying. Sure didn't. It, it, what the world is finding out now is they don't need movie theaters. I mean, the movies are less profitable, but you don't need movie theaters anymore. I mean, that's what the world is figuring out, at least in our little no, wor- podcast sure. world, sure. I mean, um, but it's. I don't think that – I don't think besides Price Point and Mulan being too high, I don't think it closes any doors for future releases now. I think for some of their smaller stuff, it may open that door a little bit farther. But for big things like Black Widow, no way. They want that to be mm-hmm. as out there as they can be. But I don't want to be the guy that says a Pixar movie might be the thing, but Pixar's soul is coming. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, who knows? <laughs> I, need, I need to find out what that movie's about. I can tell you what it's about. I know you can. I, no, I, no, what it's about, legitimately, yeah. it is a jazz musician-composer he comes in contact with um, instruments that are have the soul of whoever played them before, and they create their own band. So I'm assuming it's going to be one of the highly emotional Pixar movies yeah. because they're all going to tell a story. So That's what I love, baby. So, for, so from the name alone, it sounds way less cool than I thought it was going to be. still sounds cool, though. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, Pixar always has at least the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. They don't do that. At least bad. until they don't, and they haven't. Have they ever not? Without the like cars, cars too. Cars, uh, the good yeah. dinosaur is probably the oh, other right. one. Yeah, uh, here's the thing: no, it's not even a bad. I was movie. gonna say, I ju- it's I, just not as good as right. the other Pixar. I just watched Good Dinosaur for the first time two two weeks back with my daughters, and it was, I liked it actually. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. It's in no way is it bad. It's yeah. just it's below the level of the other mm-hmm. Pixar movies. Yeah, my biggest complaint was that the voice actor that does the di- the kid dinosaur is super whiny. <laughs> other than that, I was like fair. super into it. Very fair. But yeah, besides the other Cars movies, which are pretty much just disasters, financial successes and windfalls are disasters of movies. Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, well, we've, we've, we've talked enough about this, so Mandalorian Season 2, anytime, anything else you guys want to say about it? Wow, all that came from Mandalorian. Well, it, it, it's, it's all Disney talk, and it's all very relevant because of COVID, so box office numbers, stuff like that, but... No, I mean, it's just a, a success for Disney+, Plus. so it's uh, interesting to see which direction that it goes from here on out. So That's fair, I guess. I mean, I, I, I still think, think, think twenty nine ninety nine is too high. It's, oh, yeah. it's way too high. That's almost... That's insanely it's too gotta, high. It's got to be a universally agreed agreed thing that that is too high. Like, everything I've seen on Mulan, all the people that have reviewed it, they, they, they all say the same thing. At twenty nine ninety nine, there's no way. What if it had been great? Like, best picture quality, would people be complaining then? I probably, you know, yeah, probably, probably I mean, still so, but maybe not as loud or not as many people. People complain about ticket pricing for Best Picture movies, so yeah, no doubt <laughs> about true. it. Wait, Best Picture movies cost more? Yeah, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. They cost regular ticket prices. No, but people, people complain about constantly yeah. complain about. Okay. In like they big should cities. cost more. But I don't <laughs> understand. Here's what makes me mad when I think about it: is people that live in big cities complain about ticket prices, yet they don't have, yet they refuse to pay for AMC A list, but they watch tons of movies. What? sense is that i understand if your loyalty is to another theater chain i get that but if you want to watch movies that's the best way to do it hands down sure unless you get a job somewhere watching for free which is if that's what you want to commit commit i mean that, that's but, the dream right <laughs> well yes but i mean i don't understand the whole now after after movie pass came out i was like there's no there's no more argument for movie price tickets none it's gone because movie pass and that didn't pan out but amca list now does pan out 
So, hmm. oh, I heard rumors that's going up again. Not that it had any. I, I can't prove this, but there's a subreddit talking about AMC A list, and they said that someone's saying the price is going to go up five bucks a month, which is kind of a big deal. It's already tiered pricing depending yeah. on where you live, anyway. It can well, you can so, get nineteen or like twenty four ninety nine, right? Uh, up to twenty six ninety nine, I think. I have the, the other one. I have the one that allows me to go to any state and watch because I travel for, for work, so I just I have that. The twenty six dollar one has to be like California West Coast stuff, right? It's yeah. like New York, L A. That yeah. sort of stuff. Okay. But it includes all of them. That's what I'm paying. It includes yeah, it every includes state. Every state. Oh, right. More, yeah. If you yeah. have the biggest one, you have access to all of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. It has been reactivated. Roger, how many points do you have? Uh, I can tell you. Uh, Roger really loves his points. He's never going to spend them ever. No, I accidentally spent some last time I was. Oh, there. once you do that, you have to spend them all. No, you don't. I think you do. No, you don't. They can't make you spend your points, bro. Next time you're there, try to pay for. I something. have eighty nine thousand. Next time you're there, try to try to pay for something. I will. And see what see what happens. Oh, I have a free large popcorn for my birthday. There you go. Because it's they were still closed there, on yeah. my birthday. It's oh, good all the way through the there end. There you of go. Month. It was just my birthday. I didn't have AMC movie pass. No, I also I have ten dollar bonus bucks. <laughs> there you go. I have there nineteen rewards ready to go. Nineteen five dollar rewards. Dang. I should be allowed to put them towards the price of my A list. <laughs> Don't ever let that happen. It would just cannibalize on itself mm-hmm. into rig money. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it's no, like I buying don't... a battle pass and getting far enough along the line. That yeah, means yeah. I have next time's battle pass. <laughs> All right, let's talk about on the rocks with Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. That was one you wanted to you wanted us to watch. I was attracted to it because of who the leads were. Yeah. I like Rashida Jones. I like Bill Murray. So, and I know I'm trying to stay away from those romantic comedy ones because you guys like cringe at them. And I and I I, I get it. I don't think this is a romantic comedy. Though. No, but it's 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 not. But I tend to stay away from the ones that I, I wouldn't have watched it had, had I thought it was going to be just that. Which is my point. Which I I saw those. So I'm like, it could be that, but it's got Bill Murray. So let's give it a shot. So I'll say this: Bill Murray looks strong as hell in this movie. He looks good. He looking. There, there is good. never a time Bill Murray does not look strong as hell. Even when he was shot in the chest by the shotgun point blank range, <laughs> <laughs> Zombie Land, he still looked pretty good. Bill Murray's been doing it for a long time. He's actually he's got a huge cult following too. Let's oh. be honest about that. People yeah, love Bill Murray. Yeah. like he's beloved. But like, who who's not what's not to love about Bill Murray? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. He's he one of those cel- very wholesome guys. He that... was the celebrity guest picker on College Game Day yesterday, or on Saturday. So, yeah. yeah, and you know, probably wasn't planned. He probably just showed up. Well, no, he here's the thing. Like, they were, he was doing it remote from, like, his garage. He was sitting in, like, a swinging hammock, just swinging back and forth, <laughs> talking to him. Hilarious. <laughs> because, of course, he was. Yeah. Because Bill Murray's the man. Bill um, Murray is the man. He's, he's not too far off from, like, a Tom Hanks. Just someone that everyone's like, yeah, he's a good dude. No one has anything bad to say about Tom Hanks, do nope. they? Like, not one person. So. Unless you have personal bias against him, but I can't imagine that people would late, would have that. But anyway, so what do you guys think about it? Does it look like something you'll be entertained for 90 minutes? Bill Murray looks really strong on that. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Jeez. I mean, the, the premise of it's interesting, where, you know, he's Rashida Jones' father, and they're looking at maybe he's convinced that her husband is having an affair or whatever. So. I'm not excited about the follow him around hijinks that seems to be going to happen in the movie. Actually, I, I kind of am because it. I, I feel like with Bill Murray, it'll be funnier than it should be. Yeah? I think so. I, I, I would imagine it will be. I think that kind of stuff is just, I don't know, a little bit. But you know what you're going like to get with that, Pull away from though. reality and just, I don't know. That, but you know what me. you're going to get with that, though, is what I go to the movie for is the complete blow-up when she confronts him about it and it's a complete meltdown and really emotional moment. I'm telling you, there's going to be at least two emotional moments in that film. Her connecting with her father and her catching her husband. She seems pretty connected with her father, though. Well, her, I mean, for some reason, 
maybe he's ill. That's why he's back in our life. I, I don't I don't know oh, why he's back right, in our life. Gotcha. But usually there's a, a very calm. They're gonna theme throw the twist that he's dying yeah. and stuff later on. He just wants to make sure his daughter's gonna that. be okay, yeah. taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Go for the Oscar moment right there. Death. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. Hey, appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. Well, I mean, I you know what I'm excited for Roger. Why why are you are you looking forward to it at all? Or just 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 the Bill Murray. That's that's what I figured. Yeah, but but here's the thing: Bill Murray has a tendency to be in weird movies. But at least this one's not directed by Wes Anderson. (laughs) So yeah, and nothing nothing wrong with one of those. Sometimes something's wrong with Wes Anderson movies. (laughs) Listen, dude's made a couple of amazing films. He's made a lot of weird stuff though. So, but man, that that guy has as big a cult following as anyone in Hollywood right now. With people just like blindly go to his movies. Wes Anderson? Yeah. Okay. Like, in huge cult following. What was the last Wes Anderson movie you watched? I don't know who that is. Oh, my. <laughs> Team Zizou. Um, is, that Team, is that Team Zizou? Uh, Isle of Dogs, that's him, right? That's also very weird. Yeah, very, very odd. Um, I mean, it's just one of those movies. It's just, he just, he had that, the, the hotel one that they're making a sequel to. That was yeah. recently. I think they're making a sequel to that. Yeah, with that huge cast. Um, it's just it's one of those filmmakers I mean, that just he's either your style or he isn't. I don't have seen any of those movies. And I mean, if if you if you, if you like that dry kind of humor, then he's your style. If not, you're probably not going to love him. Yeah, doesn't sound like my guy. <laughs> I mean, it is what he, it is. You but might not be a fan. Gotcha. He's a very acquired taste. He's like drinking coffee without any cream or sugar. He's a very acquired taste. That, that is my coffee, though. I I, I do love black coffee. I, I do love black coffee. <laughs> Um, well, we're excited for those two. Uh, it's weird that we watched some trailers that we're actually all unanimously kind of looking forward to. To be honest, we watched a lot of trailers, not a lot of gems. <laughs> well, we watched a lot of trailers today for like shows. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, that's what we yeah. said. We said what we were watching. That's what we got right now. So it was hard to kind of avoid that anyway. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So let's get jump into it. Broken Heart Gallery or the binge first? Let's do the binge first because I have absolutely nothing to contribute to that. All right, well, just sit there in silence. Stare, <laughs> stare, stare at the wall. Okay, terrific. All right, Roger, let's get into the binge. Direct Now, you can remember, I was excited for this. So, directed by, is this was actually, his name was all over it. Jeremy Gerlich, his name was all over this movie. Uh, Vince Vaughn and Skyler Gisondo were the two leaders, um, two leads um, playing Principal Carlson and Griffin, respectively. Now, he did have more than just a few minutes Vince Vaughn, actually, you remember you yes. said that that was your, you know, yeah, it was a good guess, though. And Grace Van Dien is Casper Van Dien's daughter, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I found endlessly entertaining because I, I love Casper Van Dien. Yep. Uh, Starship Troopers. Do you know who that is? It's Johnny Rico. Johnny yeah. Rico. I yep. love Casper Van Dien. Uh, so this movie is... <sighs> I, this is a bit of a mess. <laughs> it's asinine as well. It's just, it goes... It's a lot like the the Amen American Pickle. It starts and they just it just goes 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 goes, but it's not much different than. To me, this smelled like a Netflix movie, I mean, and it had two of the cast members of regular Netflix movies. I mean, it was a Hulu movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not too much. Yeah, it's different. not. It's this was intended it's not far for, off. This was intended for theatrical release. Okay, I have okay. I have every, I have every confidence it was intended for theatrical. release. I really do think it was for theatrical release because it's. It's got two people that regularly star in Netflix films, and it's not Netflix, and it's got Vince Vaughn. Uh, so I there's something just Rod. Would you agree with me on that one, or you you think it was always a Hulu thing? I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's a good streaming type of movie. That's really all I can really say about it. It's, 
I don't think... Well, listen, this movie probably didn't cost a whole lot of money to get made. No. I don't think that. No, not, not at all. But I have a hard time believing it would have been theatrical. I just... I don't see it. So, probably not. But I don't know. Well, I just... To, to me, it sounds like something it's, that they had and they just held. And Anyway, because it just... I don't know. Vote. Let's get into it. Um, this is Vince Vaughn uh, and, of course, Skylar just, just Sando. As Griffin and Parents of Carlson, they carry the film. There's not really anyone else to do it, but they are so much better than anyone on screen at any given time that it's almost a two different worlds as those two and everyone else. Pretty much. Um, not that I mean, there's not bad talent here. It's just those two are pretty good, and I just so you said at the, before we started shooting, Vince Vaughn was the only shining gem to you. You did not like the guy who played Griffin. I mean, he kid. was fine, but. I don't know if there's enough there for it to be anything else, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess. It's just not good. Is that weird? No, that's. I can understand that. Uh, Dexter Darden plays Hags, Eduardo Franco, and Andrew. And this is Eduardo Franco has been in tons of Netflix films. Uh, this is the t- the tired and true formula of although it's kind of a different spin because they don't focus on it of two really good friends have to induct a friend that they're not really fond of for a reason, and then by the end, they're all best friends. Uh, but one of the, and as an extension to that, one of the kids is super bright and going to college. To Brown. And the, and the other one is, is not, and very upset about this. But they downplay that aspect, although they still put it in. So I, I, I'm kind of happy, happy about that. It's kind of a different take on that. But, I mean, how that's usually the that's usually the the plot for these films, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, listen, this movie wants to be super bad. It has the idea that it might be super bad, and it's not nearly as good as super bad. Well, it's it's to me, it's that what was that movie where those two kids? It was shot kind of documentary style. Was that Project X, where they're having one kick-ass party before they graduate and go I off do to college? That movie. And wow, the movie, I, in that's, the end, a, that's a way back, isn't it? Yeah, well, like 2016. But like they, they end no, up. That's way longer than that. Back. I think it is. Project X. Yeah. Oh yeah, it might have been like 2000. I, I was at Marquee. Mm-hmm. Sean was at Marquee. That's like 2000. Forever ago. Yeah. But by the end of the movie, there, there's, there's a car in, in the swimming pool. 2012. Over a okay, 2012. <laughs> so it just, to me, is like that's what I kept, my mind kept flashing back to. But then I've seen so many movies that could be for any reason. But I actually kind of dug this movie. Well, I laughed a few times. And I don't want to say that I didn't, but I laughed because the movie's just absurd. I mean, they're, they're at one point where they do an immense amount of mushrooms. And then there's like a, a, five, a musical. three or four minute musical production in the middle, <laughs> which I and think it has a very down. catchy, a very catchy theme of I want to get high, I want to smoke crack, I want to yeah. chase the dragon out back, which <laughs> hilarious. But to like me. the lyrics are pretty much inappropriate to say on the show, but they're, they're they're funny. I thought that drugged the movie down. I didn't laugh once at that. Maybe I like I thought it was funny. Maybe smile. I didn't laugh at all during that that long number. That was like a five minute musical piece Roger that was not short it was long um, I do love how like they pick up immediately after that part of the movie and they're like how like did nothing we... just happened. no and yeah. he's like how do we get here he's like I don't know he's like I remember singing and dancing and then I woke up at the bar over there <laughs> it's like they time travel there's a lot of that good stuff well, the beginning of the movie, I think, is funnier than anything else in the film, except the end when, when Vince Vaughn comes through, which we all saw coming. Sure. If you didn't see that coming, you got a major problem, but because there's no one else that could have been. I'll be your valley man. Yeah. <laughs> El <laughs> he rips off here. his shirt. He's got a big giant <laughs> panther tattoo on his back. 
in the beginning, it's kind of a mystery who it is, but everyone wants to go to this party, which you have to have a wristband well, so, for. Well, the, the binge is like the purge. For There's no alcohol or drugs legal in the United States, and um, during one well, one night span, all all drugs and alcohol are completely legal, but all the other rules still apply. So, like, you can still get DUIs and all this stuff, which becomes kind of absurd because there's a lot of DUI in this movie. <laughs> there's a ton of it. And there's a there's a limo driver that's actually pretty funny. Pompano Mike. <laughs> he keeps calling uh he keeps calling uh, one of them by the wrong name. He's like, he calls him Gr- Grisden and not Griffin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, shut up, Grisden. Your name's Grisden. And everyone starts calling him Grisden because they're high and they think it's hilarious. I mean, because yeah, it was kind of funny. <laughs> I guess so. One of these, I mean, there's not much we talking about. The plot really doesn't do anything because it, it's just your average comedy. But one of these. If I saw this at AMC, I would have been happy with it. If I'd have paid full ticket price, I would have been okay with it because I did laugh during this movie. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I listen. I laughed a couple of times. That doesn't make this any better than a like a low level Netflix movie. No, it doesn't. But I still would. Have, but like, we like inappropriate raunchy humor, and that's pretty much what this movie is. There's you know, there's lots of I mean, there's topless lots girls. Of that. There's lots of you know stuff like that and just lowbrow, lowbrow stuff meant to draw a certain crowd. But I don't have a problem with it as long as it fits the story. Which this this story is so asinine that it kind of does fit. It just you know it it so badly wants to be. You're right, super bad. It so I mean, badly it's, it's wants to be. It's a buddy movie that just doesn't work. Up. Well, it's it's so badly wants to be road trip and yeah, it so badly wants to be um, old school that. You know, there's there's so much of the original framework there from those older, better movies, but it's just not. And part of the problem is that they don't the acting caliber. They they keep casting these kids that can't carry a movie by themselves. So everyone in old school could, I would imagine, back then in that career, they were fine. Sure. Everyone in Road Trip did a fine job. It's just for some reason we keep casting younger and younger to play the same roles. I just don't think it helps. Does that make any sense, or am I just being an idiot? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I know what you're trying to say. I don't know if that's what hurts this movie or not. But the problem I have with this movie is why does it have to be that they are high school seniors being this? This could have been any set during The Purge besides the fact this is their f- first binge. I'm sorry. Um, so, I mean, I guess I don't get it. But well, they wanted to make it a certain age, so they, they target a bigger demographic when, oh, sure. they're high school kids. Sure. I, I mean, but here's the thing What I want to I really stress about this movie is Vince Vaughn, the scenes that he are in, he's in this movie, he carries it. 100%. He owns some of the scenes that he are in to like the point where I was laughing hysterically after he punched a high school football player in in the the throat throat and tell him, he's like, tell him the panther was here. (laughs) And he punched a guy right in the neck. And then he steals a donut from an alligator's head and then proceeds to dance and eat the donut. Yes. In the middle of a crowd. That's kind of a spoiler, but... And and it works. Yeah, however however he gets there is perfect, Well, he does end up at a a binge party. Where they're like doing like a nude paint and sip, and he doesn't know what's going on at first, and it ends up being very hilarious, <laughs> like a role playing, yeah, like a like like a bachelorette party kind yeah. of, yeah. But it's it's funny, it, but it's got to be someone like Vince Vaughn. It can't be just some random guy, and it's got to be Vince Vaughn for that part, yeah, because he his mustache is powerful. His weird <laughs> his weird powerful. porn stash is powerful. It's yeah, very yeah. powerful. Uh, but his comedic timing, I think, is perfect for this movie. Not th- and now there are a lot of people out there that are not Vince Vaughn fans. I just am. This is some of the best Vince Vaughn you'll see for him being funny, though. I think that's probably, at, at least for the past ten years, I would say it's probably pretty accurate. Well, I mean, there are plenty of movies where he just plays Vince Vaughn. In this movie, he actually does more than that, and it's appreciated. 
That's a good point. He's not Vince Vaughn in this movie. He is Principal Carlson. I mean, he's still some Vince Vaughn, but that's not all that he That's is. fair. I that's a good point though. He's yeah. This is one of those I would imagine this probably is some of the better Vince Vaughn lately. Although the, the Vince Vaughn what was the Vince Vaughn in that movie or that series we just watched? Was it a series or a film? No, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Where he was like that weird eBay I mean, that dealer. Was fine. That, that, oh no, he was the guy who he yeah, was yeah. just the guy. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I accepted it. And I, I accept this movie for the same reason I accept American Pickle. It just picks up and go, 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 go. There's never any slowdown, never any stop. It's just, it's so ass nine. But it's free on Hulu if you it have Hulu. It probably make it's you fun. laugh. Listen, it's just not good. It's is, not, it, is that a but weird thing to say? No, but, and also, I laugh several times, but also it's very inappropriate and lowbrow humor. I just happen to laugh at that. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I laughed really funny. hard at the point where somebody got shot with a, a dart. A, a, right a mini nuts. crossbow. Yeah, like a mini crossbow <laughs> made out of paper clips. The guy gets shot right in the shaft. And you laugh at things like that. Because yeah, you're just it's... like, oh no. And then the guy, as they're laughing, the other guy, like, freaking out what happened. The other guy takes one right in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> very old schoolish, too. Yeah. If you... <laughs> yeah. It's good. We laugh together. It's funny. Some kid's eyebrow gets ripped off. It's... That actually was pretty funny. So, like, he ends up bumping into something that has, like, the, the wax that removes, like, body Getting his hair. head slammed off a table. Yeah, and yeah. it sticks across his eyebrow. So when he pulls it off, he pulls off his entire eyebrow. And then draws one off. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the rest of the movie, he has a drawn-on eyebrow, which well, is funny. Well, and then they show him at prom. Like, at the very end of the movie where his eyebrow is the different color than the other one. <laughs> Because you know how long it takes to replace a full eyebrow, Chris? Eight to twelve months. That's, that's what we learned this movie. <laughs> does <that> come yeah. <laughs> up? It does. I love when he texted the girl and said he meant to say, "I'm gonna bring you, I'm gonna bring you presents." And then it, the phone autocorrects to, "I'm, I'm gonna I'm get gonna, you, I'm gonna, gonna get, get you, you pregnant." pregnant. And then, and he, then he tries to autocorrect it again to he, say presents. And it just says pregnant in capital. Ex- <laughs> And then, he, and then he's like, oh no, I doubled down. I, I can't, can't double back down. down. I'm going to get you pregnant. Pregnant. You read that right. Well, so there becomes, that becomes like a joke later on because Principal Carlson, Vince Vaughn's character, is the father the girl's of father, the which, girl which is that he's wonderful. trying to, <laughs> yeah. trying, to be, trying to hook up with. I saw and, my daughter's phone. You're going to get her pregnant. No, I respect it. No, he's like, I respect your honesty. That's what he says. I respect that you've never lied to me, Griffin. <laughs> and he keeps calling the other kid different names by whatever he does. Scout. Quan. Quan or Quail. Yeah. It's just like, all right, those are funny, like legitimately funny parts, which right. unfortunately are buried in this movie and not I a better movie. I respect what but... you said to my daughter. I respect your honesty. <laughs> I respect your, your, your moxie. Your moxie, Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ballsy. I will. So, again, we just laughed for a couple of minutes. Does that change how you think about this? Not really, because the one overlying thing that I have to talk about that I didn't like about this movie. So, these kids have never done drugs before, never done alcohol of any type. Like, you just can't do it until you're 18 and then the, the binge night comes. So, at one point, they take three consecutive shots of whiskey to start their binge at, well, like, funny. some generic Applebee's, and nobody throws up. No, but they they're all, all like. Horrific. They're all like, like no, I mean, because like, if the first time have you ever had straight whiskey like out of a double shot glass, like it's not pleasant. No, and one kid's like dumping ketchup into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, one of the kids. So, and they do an, an exorbitant amount of drugs during this movie. There would have been many, many deaths. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes, of course. But like that's... they do the Scarface challenge to end it. Where oh my just... god, those plate that those two plates of cocaine. 
What's the most cocaine I've ever seen in one location on Besides screen? Scarface. Like, besides yeah. Scarface, yeah. And he gives a wonderful a wonderful tribute oh, yeah, and so ode to Scarface. That's the challenge. So they end up running this gauntlet where they have to do like these drunken or high feats of strength, which is funny. But like the last feats of strength is you got to snort as much cocaine as you can off of this pile in a certain amount of time while like saying lines from Scarface. <laughs> it's actually pretty and so funny. like he's really messed up and he's saying the other lines from other movies. And it, as it gets as the timer's winding down, he takes like this giant rip, double snorted rip of cocaine and goes on like the 45 second end monologue of Scarface. <laughs> and does it perfectly. <laughs> like line by line. <laughs> And like, I like how he keeps saying the wrong movies, and everyone's like, I don't think he's seen Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> and Vince Vaughn's like, I don't think this, we're going to do well here. I don't think we're going to win this round. <laughs> In true Vince Vaughn fashion. It, but it is funny. How about that awkward moment between Jake, or not Jake, I call him, his name is Jacob, Andrew and his mom mm-hmm. in the beginning? That was weird, right? Like, that was, yeah. that was clearly written, that was a clearly lowbrow attempt at humor, which I appreciated because I laughed, but it wasn't very funny. No. It was kind of cringeworthy, it was actually. Weird, and yeah. cringy. Really weird, but I mean, I, you know, maybe I'm a little nicer to it. I. Well, what you want to rate it? We can. There's not a whole lot more to say about it. You seem it's just your it. average comedy. I'm confl- Well, it's, it's just your average, average comedy. Though. It's below average. But it, it's your it's your average. If you if you have a 90 minutes to kill, throw it on. If you're falling asleep, throw it on. If you can survive the first 20 minutes, you can survive the rest of the movie. It just gets crazier and crazier as it goes. I and mean, there's Vince Vaughn. I'll, I'll mean this. I'd rather watch Road Trip or um, Step Brothers or um, Old School for the well, hundredth time. Th- those are all better movies. Then I though. would rather watch this again. Much Wedding better. Crashers. No. I don't know how I can, No. I don't know how like in true... Wedding Crashers is like two hours and 15 minutes long. I, that's not... You watch your tongue. I love that movie. Um, oh, I know this. There's been a sequel... Uh, Greenlit for Wedding Crashers, same cast, same director, Dobkin and Ugh. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Same I'm cast. So ex- yeah, Owen Wilson's I'm, alive. I'm so excited. Oh my god, what's he been doing? Wow, <laughs> wow. Um, one thing I, I did love in the beginning, when it's straight from the trailer, and there's a couple of kids, and and he's Principal Carlson's giving a speech why not to binge, mm-hmm. and he's showing highlights from last year's binge, like people like lit on fire, and one girl and... caught on fire, and he he's like, look up here, who do you think regrets it? And he's like, over here, cold. Now we're getting hotter, hotter. The burn victim. She regrets it. As again, that's super inappropriate comedy, but hilarious too. Am I wrong about that? Nah, I mean, it inappropriateness. Was no. Okay, great. Thanks for the little. Well, I mean, that's really about all it gets. So. I laughed. I was laughing hard at that moment because it's again. I like how that comes full circle at the very end, though. <laughs> who paid for these fagos or whatever? Fantas. Fanta paid for these fantas. <laughs> yeah. And he yells at his neighbor, and he apologizes. I, I got some hummus over here for you. Don't you want them? Want them? Yeah. Oh, God, I hated that. <laughs> uh, so, okay, let, Roger, let's let's move to score this uh, this bad boy. I'll start first. I'm going to give it a straight four. Oh, good. That's all I was going to give it. So That's all it deserves, well, I think. Because, I mean, listen, I always look, if I say a movie's going to be a five, that means I would at least recommend it to somebody. I don't care if you guys ever watch this movie. Honestly, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take that bullet for you. I do have one thing to say about I did not like Booksmart, and I would recommend Booksmart a hundred times before I recommended this movie. Whoa. Well, Booksmart's a better movie, a much better movie, but still, I think, because the... You hated that movie. We I really just well, agreed that Booksmart had one funny part in it. Well, it had, it had more, I think, two, but Booksmart was still a good movie, though, as far as, like, quality is concerned. I just didn't think it was funny, so I, I held it against it more than it should have, because it was advertised as a straight-up comedy. Mm. So, I mean, I don't... 
I get mad when movies are advertised one way and they're not that way. That pisses me off. Like we we talked about Club Dread last week briefly. We did. That movie was advertised as straight comedy and it was not. It's not that. And thing. I just recently watched it again. Like wow, I don't remember this one, but I'll give it a go. And it was like okay, now I remember why I I, I repressed this movie out of my head. So you're getting straight four. I gave it straight four. Not great, but if you if you have Hulu, there's no reason not to watch I it mean, if you just want to laugh. Yeah. If you already have Hulu, if you're going to sleep, you know, you and your significant other are falling asleep, why not? Give it a go. Give it a go. All right, boys, let's move into the movie of the week, The Broken Hearts Gallery. Chris, you can, you may rejoin. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks, guys. You can, you can get out of the corner. Come come back over here. All right. He's not actually in the corner. All right, September. And he's actually looking at us this that's week, true, which is far more. I actually thought, listen to the episode last week was pretty funny. <laughs> September 11th, 2020 is when it came out. All right. Director Natalie Krinsky. Uh, this is definitely a, a, a film that I would a, a woman was much better, I think, apt at telling than anyone else. So I'm glad that I'm glad that Natalie Krinsky took that. Um, Geraldine Viswanthan is Lucy, and Decre Montgomery is Nick. Now, what did you guys think of those two? I mean, they're fine. I thought they had chemistry. I agree with you. Oddly enough, I was—I didn't think they were going to when I watched the trailer and going into the film. But I think uh, Decre Montgomery is fantastic. Isn't he a Power Ranger? He was a Power. He was the Red Ranger. Yes, Son of good a for bitch. you. That's why I couldn't remember where he was. <laughs> I, from. I was waiting for one of you to say it, but yeah. I'm just like, why yeah. do I know who this yeah. guy he, he, is? He has his weird mustache in this, but yeah, he's. His he does look. make some questionable clothing choices as well. Like, listen, he's a fan of, yeah. like, the ratty white t-shirt. Yeah, like, right? Did you notice that? Like, <laughs> that fits his character perfectly, though, you know? No, it fits him very poorly, actually. The he character? should get a new shirt. <laughs> oh, you mean, like, actually fits. Like, I mean, like, fits I mean, yeah, he's metaphorically fits. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Um, okay, so, but here's where I think this is a this is a movie that I think had to have a female perspective because it's told from Lucy's perspective, and I I really appreciate that. Is that something that you guys can help me out on, or what? I mean, that's that's probably fair. It would be it would be a lot more stalkerish if a dude had done this. I think so. And I was thinking about that on my way over here, actually. Um, but yes, I glad you brought that up, Chris. I do think that they have chemistry. Oddly enough, in many movies, I just don't see it. But this one, I I really did see it, and I was really kind of rooting for them in the end. I mean, you didn't have to root for them, though. You kind of well. Of- <laughs> In, of course, in, in typical rom-com fashion, you yeah. know where this movie's going to get. Well, to. this is very this is very formulaic. It is. It, it, well, it does try some it's different got some stuff. Twists yeah, it, it tries some different stuff, which which you don't see in in you know your normal rom-coms, which I appreciated because once again, you've seen most of this movie before, but there are some pieces in it that they actually got around to and did some cool stuff with. I thought they actually tried to make this movie semi-emotional too, which I think they achieved that. I well, they did, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Right, I would agree with Roger on that one. Talking about, you're, we're talking about the thimble, right? Without yeah, so yeah, I don't. We'll, we'll get back to that in the meantime. But I think I don't want to say that that didn't fit this movie, but I was surprised that something like that made its way into this movie. Well, it, it given it, the rest of the movie, given turns, yes, okay, it's fair. It makes things make sense. It, though, well, you know it, what I mean. It does, but I think I think they could have taken that same scene and like ended with it, and I think it would have been. More a, impactful, a stronger ending, probably. Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. No, that's, I think that's so. correct. I think this movie takes one cheap shot too, and it's the only real one that I can that I can really like, like hit on. But other than that, I'm happy with. What's the, the cheap? Can you be without being spoilery? You the name spoiled. of the the 
Oh, the hotel. Oh, right. Thing. That's I. Well, you saw that coming. But you saw you that do. coming you only be, only because you they they show her so early in the film. That they also set yeah. it up with the stupid with the stupid scene where they're carrying the couch as well. But I just think not even not just that, but the execution of like when like that reveal happens, it was it felt like a very forced part of the movie almost. Like they had to like find a way to fit that in there, and they didn't know how, so they just thought of a way. You know, you know what it seemed fabricated like. You know what it seemed like to me. It seemed like that happened in a reshoot. Maybe that's possible. Maybe they're like, we don't get White's name, the Chloe. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah. we didn't put that in, so we gotta, or or we didn't film them talking about it. So now we gotta actually get well, footage like, of it. Because yeah. like they do this thing where like 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 they force like he sets something up, she goes to said thing, doesn't show up, but like th- like that guy, that guy calls that girl, that guy texts that girl, or so he doesn't just leave her hanging. And then you know, of course, she shows up, and of course that happens. You know, it's just it's all very. It just felt cheap. That's the only part of the movie that I, really, I would agree with you that I it hard just, disliked. I would have almost preferred her be dead or just be out of Something. the picture, Something. gone forever. Yeah, I just, think being dead would also make it more impactful because yeah. then because so then something the, else the, that happens so yeah, becomes a bigger deal. So the whole story of the Broken Hearts Gallery, we've kind of just glossed over. We, we jumped right so, in. <laughs> um, the Broken Hearts Gallery is it becomes like an art collection almost, and it, it takes a couple of twists and turns to get there. But the the real short version of it, it becomes like a gallery of people who either had a failed relationship or lost love, and it kind of takes a world of its own where people will come and like drop off mementos because Lucy's a hoarder and moment takes mementos from everybody for everything at all the time right she's kind of crazy like that right that's like a mental yeah yeah that's, that's it's very thematically important um, is what it is. but yeah so the it would have been more impactful because there are many examples you hear of people doing their own little shot into the broken hearts gallery because they do like the 30 second you know instagram snippet or, which are pretty funny most some of, of them time, are yeah. pretty funny but there's a couple of them that are actually like emotionally charged like the the story on the champagne the champagne bottle right where they talk about you know they're going to save that one bottle for next year for new year's and then the one guy died right yeah like that was how that's they a, how that, they how they brought that in the story that's a yeah. good story right yeah. that's that's a very fair reason why you would keep a hold of a memento from somebody because, you know, you loved them and they passed away and it was a promise that you had. That's very much more impactful than like, well, yeah, this is my old girlfriend and I named this hotel after her. She could have died. That's a better story. But I almost would have had She could have died, bro. I thought and until <laughs> and as soon as they showed her, I, I knew what her name was. I mean, as soon as they showed the woman, you, you know what her was. name is. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But, I mean, they could have made this way more impactful like, you know – not just they're not together she could have been dead something could have happened to her like it could have been really a tragic story listen maybe he didn't want to share that because that's really hard to talk about sometimes yeah. well i thought that's where they were going early because he is very closed off well he and, doesn't say much about anything well that's the thing but, but yeah. the thing you find out that he's not closed off because the very first thing that ends up in the broken hearts gallery yeah all comes full circle and i'm not gonna actually but i mean I'm, I'm telling you i think it's a better movie for that i, th- I think it's a very cleverly written movie I mean, it, it might not be better movie, I think but i think very it's well clever yeah i was gonna say i said very cleverly yeah, okay, written. Yeah. might be giving it away too much you, maybe too judicious yeah. with the, with the, but I, I think it is clever and i think it's well written and i think the the one of the strengths here is the fact that she talks 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 and he doesn't <laughs> and she's really funny the way she said because she's very bright and her friends too. I thought Actually, were the I highlight. Like, I, I like her, her friends. friends. I loved her friends. Yeah, I did too. Like when they're oh fighting and like they're she's staring at him, like yeah. cutting the cucumber, like aggressively <laughs> cutting the vegetables. No, when they're, when they're when they're telling him, "Hey, in a scenario, if we push you out the window, no, not if we, 
if or she pushes you off, off the, the roof. roof. Yeah. And then we run downstairs, get in a car, run over your face, back and forth, back and forth. Everyone would say it was an accident. We have an alibi. And then they throw something at it, which I think is funny. I mean, I, just... Well, and then, and then there's Jeff, the one guy who, who never, never speaks. <laughs> and as soon as Nick walks in the room, he Nick just he doesn't even look up, just gives him the finger yep. behind his head. He, he's <laughs> always on his phone with headphones. That's doesn't ever part, look up yeah. from his phone, just gives him the finger. Which, this is a very... Like, this is a very, like, female-heavy film, too, sure. in that way. Like, so many of the males are just... They either don't say anything or they're very, like, subservient to... Like, Jeff... His girlfriend is Molly, who no sorry Amanda, who's played by Molly Gordon, who she's a very strong actress, sure. very dominating actress. So like she, it makes sense. She's that, like I love him. Yeah, <laughs> the first time he was inside me, I told him never look at a woman again. Or I'll yeah. kill him. <laughs> or I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but she's good, and so are whoever uh, Philippa Sue, who is Nadine. Also, they're very good. Her, they're, they're the friends of you know the one character that I absolutely loved in this movie. Who's that? I loved Marco. Nick's buddy. Oh, that she oh, becomes yeah. like really super good sarcastic yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, love him. Who his wife shows up with like the Halloween costume with like the baby. So yeah, they have a him. they have a murder karaoke Which, birthday party. Great, great theme by the way. And um, his Marco's wife's pregnant, and she shows up wearing like it looks like a dead baby sticking out of her pregnant belly. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's really good. Her one friend, the one that the one they're having the karaoke party for. I feel like I've seen that exact character in another movie someplace. Like, exactly to the T. What, crazy murdery lady? Well, crazy murdery lady that, you know, everything should be about her on her birthday, that kind of thing. Like, birthday I don't know, just... week. Yeah, That's birthday not a real week. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. It's the week leading up to your birthday, <laughs> which is a flawlessly... She's not, she's not incorrect on right. that That's statement. true. Yeah, yeah. God, the more I think about this movie, the more I like it. Well, listen, there are, there are decent parts of this movie. Now, I will I will make a statement, and I know Chris at least will back me up on this. The beginning of this movie... Oh. is atrocious. I was scared. Right? Like, the first 15 minutes are terrible. And I thought for sure, like, if this movie continues like this, I am going to hate every minute of it. It gets, in... it gets better. It, it, it does. It picks it does. up. But it's really bad. Yeah. For, like, the first 10 minutes or so. It's so by-the-numbers cliche start to a movie. And plus, I hated the line, you know, when, when they, they had his car keys and, like, they had just broken up or whatever, like, the very beginning. And at the very end of the scene, like she's got, she's like, "Is this his, are are these his keys? How the hell are you gonna leave your keys at your ex girlfriend's house that you just broke never, up with? That never, never happens. No, get them. well, no, you're 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 right, and I, I agree with you guys. The beginning is pretty bad, but maybe they thought that is a necessary way to set up what otherwise was made made the made the film better. Maybe. Well, they... I mean, listen, it gets better from there, but here's the other side of it too: is it never really gets good, and I think that's the other downside of this movie because. They lay they lay a path that could have been better, and it just never comes to that fruition. Because they waste, uh, and I I agree with you only because they waste too much time with um, her ex boyfriend, yeah, and then by even including Chloe at all, mm-hmm. they waste so much time with that. When you come when when you when you take the time with them. When after she realizes who Chloe was, and then they have that weird scene on the rooftop, and then all that time with Max, which he's obviously just. I don't want to say he's a bad dude because he's not. He made a mistake. He's trying to, but like, it obviously was not going to pan out. So why waste so much of your on-screen time with that? I don't get it. As yeah, a writer, why just, write so much? It's just too much to put into it. You could have cut out ten worth of time. You could cut out ten minutes of this movie and been had the same film. Maybe maybe better without all that max. Might have been better. So. You know, you tell him to get lost in the beginning. He goes back in the end. Tell him to get lost. There, you've done your arc. It's done. Sure. You yeah. know, so I mean, it's. 
I think that would have been a stronger movie, but I'm happy with the movie we got. I, I want to say a statement, and I think you guys will get this, and I'm sure some of our listeners will as well. I don't completely hate this movie, which I am really surprised that I didn't. So I'm, I'm in, not going to go as far as say as I liked it and it's good because it's not and I didn't. I'm in that boat. But it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. And like I mentioned a few minutes ago, it really starts awful. And I thought it was coming for a long hour 45. Well, so. I think part of the part of the strength is... Decre Montgomery is so good. Um, Geraldine Viswanthan is as good as Lucy. She's, they're two strong actors and actresses. Like They're good at their role, and they're good at what they do. She's a very fast-talking, kind of like a Vince Vaughn, like a female Vince Vaughn, fast-talking ad-libber. He's I love kind at one point the... she does turn her vibrator on and wave it in her <laughs> friend's face. Oh, you, her just friend's... Can't, you just can't lay in bed and sleep and masturbate for three days. It smells atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> And then her, yeah, her friend said something about she's had to break up too. She turns the vibrator on and points it right, right out. Like, go ahead, you use, use mine, use mine. She's like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. Now I'm glad that we watched uh, the binge because the binge is lowbrow humor. I don't think a lot of the humor in the Broken Hearts Gallery is lowbrow. I think it's actually much better humor than that. It's thought out. Someone obviously Some took time to, to to connect I mean, the humor. I mean, one's a rom com. One is a movie about. The purge, but drug filled apocalypse. Party movie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're both at their at their heart comedies. So I yeah. mean, all right. I yeah. mean, they're they're meant to be laughed at. They're they're meant to be. Although I guess you can make the argument that Broken Hearts Gallery is not really a comedy. It, it's but more like, of a, it's more of a romance movie than it's a comedy. I there's an argument both ways, but there is still an argument for a rom com version yeah. of it, which means it is a comedy. So uh, the, that's the thing is I I. Got this movie. I received this movie much better than I received the binge. That's fine. Because there's only Vince Vaughn and the other kid. Most of the time, are the only bright spots. This movie has tons of bright spots. I agree with that. That's a good statement, I think, for this movie. There, there are. I mean, this movie's definitely better than the binge. Oh yeah. But I don't know if that's well. I don't know <laughs> well, if that's that's, that's, that's not a high bar. That, well, that's what I mean, right? Because, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it here when we rate it. For as much stuff that's interesting and good in this movie, there are other moments I'm just like, why are we doing this? Why is this part of this movie? And it's one of the things, like you mentioned a minute ago, if this movie's 10 or 15 minutes shorter and there are better cuts, you get a better movie. Mm -hmm. You draw out stuff that didn't matter. You made us focus on stuff that doesn't matter. And you expect to develop a character that we turn out that we're supposed to hate anyway. Like, what's the point of that? What what do we as an audience get well, from that? Well, let me let me propose to you the better way to do to explain the Chloe as a hotel. The better way in my mind to do it, and I'm you know now that I'm dabbling in writing again and Tragic talking, death. And gotcha. tr- talking to people about what sell, and I'm talking to Netflix and I'm talking to people about stuff I already have out in the market, and they're saying you need to do this, this, and this. But one thing I think I would have done is make is in the film make her believe that chloe's still out there and then when she confronts him about it on the rooftop which thematically is important is he says no 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 she passed away this was for her and she passed away like then you then you explain why he's so closed off why he doesn't say much sure. why why he's still stuck in the past trying to build this hotel I mean, I think I it explains it a little bit. I don't know if he's stuck in the past trying to build a hotel, but it gives him a better reason to build the hotel. Yeah. But but he doesn't – until he meets Lucy, he – when Chloe comes back, he absolutely would have gone back with Chloe. He would have tried. Mm, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, like – but, like, even 
you know, rewriting the movie aside, even with leaving it the way it is. That's what I do. Isn't isn't the movie better if like when or doesn't it make more sense? I guess if the whole Chloe thing happens, you know, and all that stuff goes by, and like he like explains himself instead of things just going to shit. And well, see, let it so, ride. okay, yeah, that's that's it, it's the, like well, that's, that's what I mean by it feels forced. That's, that's the only thing. That's about another it problem I have with this movie is we go from something that could be an easily explained conversation, and it becomes the meltdown of everything. Yeah, which. Movies have a problem doing that. Listen, when you're in a relationship or beginning one, you have weird arguments about stuff, mm-hmm. especially about people who you've been with before. Like, that stuff happens to a lot of people all the time. Most of those are five or ten minute conversations, and then you go about your business, right? It doesn't have to be like, hey, we had something, and now you threw it all away. That's bullshit. And they could even <laughs> still have that breakup moment with that conversation. Sure. You know, who is that explains it, and then is like, you know, well... I don't think I'm comfortable with this. At you know, you know, I think we should just, we should, like, and that creates that void. They get separated, whatever, and they come back, and they still come back and do the thing. I don't know. It's just, it's like weird choices like that that did that did irk me in this movie. It's it's the movie thinks it's doing something clever and it's not. It's something we've seen. It's something that's not really entertaining. And listen, you want to have a good story? Have them not get back together. Okay, I mean, you can do that. Like that's okay. But, I mean, this movie was never going to do that. No. So. <laughs> but, I mean, it is called The Broken... Well, but it, it, it could have ended, ended with nobody being with nobody. Well, because then here's the thing. They kind of tease a little bit with her, you know, doing her little part with, you know, what their, she does with the gallery, the mm-hmm. interview. And him, too, at the very end. That could have been, like, the way the movie ends. Yes. Well, or, like, them putting an item together up for display. Maybe, yeah. Because, like, the whole thing is, a, is a, a, you know, a an whole... Art gallery. An art gallery on display of past relationships and living and loving and learning and, so and, I and thought, about moving on too i thought that's what it was going to be was when you see it because they they talk about a neon sign that's supposed to be a, a big moment and it's not at all but that i thought was, was going to be a pretty decent sign though i thought that was going to be their momentum their memento was the broken hearts gallery they're not together but they created it together yeah um i that's kind of what i thought was going to be but again the movie surprised me now i like the ending because i'm a romantic now, I can understand why you wouldn't and you'd want to change it. Mm-hmm. I but, still think if you end with the thimble stuff or, or closer, the thimble could have been. closer to the end, like that could have been how you close this movie and had it make just as much sense. And God, it would have been way more emotional, right? Because now, listen, I'm not going to say anything about that scene, but I assure you it's the most emotional part of this entire movie and it kind of gets swept aside. Which, the ending? No, the thing with the thimble. Oh, that's... That was a wonderful addition. Yeah, I'm actually surprised this movie matures. It could have been better if you move it like a half hour later. I agree with you. Or you like right towards the end of like right towards the end of the film completely Mm -hmm. is you throw that in is like like that could have been how they close this movie. That should have been been her curveball and not the ex boyfriend. Yeah, that should have been her curveball while Chloe was his curveball. Like Mm -hmm. that's how it should have gone, which is what I was expecting. If we write the movie, it could have been better. Yeah. Sure. I mean, no, but I, I mean, I, I mean, that's that. like this movie. If it was cut a little bit better, could have cut a little bit differently. I think it would have been a better movie. Mostly, get rid of the first fifteen minutes. Just me. I mean, maybe that's an interesting category we could do at the end when we score it. Is saying I'm so giving you this. Start, I'll start getting copies of movies and cutting them up into the story of how I want them to be. <laughs> or we, I mean, mean, like watch this cut, splice it through. <laughs> Director's cut of Broken Heart Gallery. <laughs> 
it's got like weird scenes from other movies in it to make it all make sense. One single flash of pornography, like on Fight Club. <laughs> it's like two frames. So you're like, wait a minute, did I just see? What did I just see? Giant cock. Wow, it's like the third thing said is he went in hard. Yeah. Fourth thing, jeez. Uh, maybe we should do that fight. when we rate it. Guys, want to watch Fight Club? We I mean, watch. First now, of all, you now more than about, ever, you, yeah, right? You never talk about Fight Club. Never talk about Fight Club. Single, a single frame of pornography. <laughs> I was again. I was very pleasantly surprised with this movie. I was happy where I was with it. I didn't dislike it as much as you guys. I thought did. What you thought we were going to dislike? You I I really did. Think I bet you, I bet you it. sat there going, "They're going to hate this movie." Here's, I did actually. Here's the thing, and I mean this seriously. I don't hate it. I don't love it. And that's really about all I can say about it. And I've been I've been wavering on what I'm going to rate this too. So well, before we get to the rating, I, there's one more point. I, at least I want to bring up is the director Natalie Kinsky. Krinsky is also the writer, so you know this was some sort of a passion piece for. And I, sure. I, the thing I love about this movie is I can definitely tell that it is a passion piece for someone because it's way too clever to to it's way too clever to be a binge. There's there's moments that there's there's a couple of plant and payoffs where they come back to and it's actually kind of interesting. Like you keep saying thimble to to hide a whole scene which we don't want to talk about, but that's a wonderful moment in an otherwise like that elevated the movie. I think a little bit, not like super high, but a little bit. Um, we never see a certain character again after that, which I think is a mistake. But could have been incorporated, maybe not be. But there's 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 flashes of brilliance here. I think there was a better movie. Let's let's this is the tone, let's tone down movie. let's tone down the word brilliant. Well, we well talk, there, we there are about, there are quality scenes here. We, sure. we talked about reshoots and recuts already. Maybe. Maybe you don't see that character again. Maybe that was the original ending, and for some reason it didn't test well, and that's when they pushed the 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 other his thing in. You know what I mean? Certainly could have been. Maybe that's where that all comes. Because that from. does. That's the, not a crazy idea. Theory. That's yeah. The whole Chloe thing does. If, if everything seems forced, that's the thing. That yeah, seems exactly. One hundred percent. You're you're definitely right about that. And then and then just the way that everything was delivered, that could have been the last scene that we actually should have you know originally were planned to get. But what's also, again, before we score, one of the strengths here is your entourage of characters outside the main two. I thought they were strong. Yeah. You know, they were well-written. They were strong. They were witty. They were funny. They weren't hateable. Which I know. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. You get, a little, you get a lot of romantic comedies where they have, like, friends that are, like, just tropes. Like, walking cliches Ten of a that... human being. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days comes mm-hmm. to, comes to mind. Yeah. You know, her friends. Like you're just terrible people. Yeah. Now at least these characters are interesting. Like, and I mean that seriously. The the scenes that they're in, they're not just thrown in being like they're not here to f- like fluff up the relationship. Be like, oh, he's the worst man ever, or whatever. Or you're better off without him. Like they don't actually do that. I mean, listen, they threaten to kill him, and it's funny. As they I should. But love... here's the thing. But it Sorry. works. Like that scene works. Yeah. It works very well because it's smart. I love, 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 love when they sit down with him on the steps and he is trapped and they're just telling him how they're going to kill him if he screws up again. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. I just think that's hilarious. Yeah. And they do it with such a straight face. And that's, that's of course, I think the, 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 the acting brilliance of Molly Gordon and Philippa Sue there is they can deliver that by being so straight faced. And, of course, the cutting of the cucumber, the zucchini, is an obvious you know, cutting of a dick. But, if your friends yeah. won't threaten to kill your potential significant <laughs> other at least once to keep make you happy, they're not good friends. Fair enough. That's an accurate statement. Or, but, like, you hurt him, I'll kill you. 
Yeah, this, this this movie shines in places that the binge just didn't, and that's to me that's we we sometimes tend to watch movies that are very opposite of one another or or very like comparable, and I think these are comparable, but in in a different kind of way than straight up comparable. That's what I wanted. I mean, one was obviously decent, the other one was obviously not. That's my whole point. Yeah. So. All right, so let's rate this. And Grayson, I want you to go first here because this is kind of your thing. Like this is a movie that I, I got you. I know, and 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 I'm. I'm hoping the conversation doesn't go one way, but Did I'm giving this say... six five. Mm, okay, I thought you were going to go higher than that. Yeah, I so. did too. I did no, too. I, I wanted to, but I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep my my emotions in check these days with these kind of films because I like these more I'm, than they deserve. I'm glad. I, I'm glad yeah. it's a very fair number here. Now, yeah, I got you. I'll, you Ten. Want me, want me to go? Yeah, I'll go. So I, I've teetered on this for a bit about where I thought because as I originally watched it. I thought there's no way this movie's better than a four, and I meant that seriously because yeah, because we talked a little bit. Yeah, and it's kind of eked its way up to like just to a five because I always look at a five as a movie that I would suggest to somebody to watch. Yeah, I still don't think I would really suggest somebody to watch, but it's not as bad as I originally thought because there's some heart to this movie. It's definitely there. Man, they could have done this better. They could have, but like someone comes to you and goes, "Hey, I I got a date this week. I you know I you know I'm taking a girl out. Is Ten there is, is done? <laughs> is there is there a good romantic comedy to go see? You know, could you say, yeah, you could probably go see Burger Or Hart or you could go home and watch Palm Springs on net uh, on Hulu, <laughs> and then there's your romantic comedy. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, no, you're up, Chris. What yeah. do you want to rate this? So thing? this movie caught me in a weird place in my life, and I actually found myself getting a, a little bit emotional in the po- points in this movie that are meant to be emotional. Well, there's one that it definitely it definitely punches at you. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I liked this movie more than I thought I would. I'm in the same boat. I mean, I and I think a six five is right where I landed on this wow. movie. I liked it more than I thought I would. I got emotional. Mr. Well, I don't cry. Yeah, Life is weird. I didn't know. I, 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 I didn't say I didn't say I didn't. I cried. I sometimes movies can just... It's okay. Yeah. Sometimes movies can catch you in weird spots. There was a point in my life when I watched Armageddon and I was shedding a tear in the end of Armageddon. Oh my god. When he was... When when Ben that Affleck was crying. When, 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 when he's... Was it when when Bruce died? is like, we win, Gracie, and he hits the button at the last second to blow it. I, I just... At one point in my life, it got me and I was crying. But that's just... It, it's, it's how a movie catches you at certain points. It wasn't when Ben Rames died. <laughs> ben Rames, did he die? He does. I forget how he dies, but he does. Oh! <laughs> He just tumbles off into space. Um, that was that was a star-studded cast too, but yeah, but that was you know absolute ass nine. But no, you're you're right. Movies can catch you in weird times, and yeah. it's I get emotional. We know it's a weird one that I get emotional. I get really emotional is the Patriot. All right, when, 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 that's a far better movie than anything else you've talked about well, recently. I mean, <laughs> I would disagree, but I mean, the Patriot's got a lot of problems. But when he's like when 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 he's trying to get revenge on the on the guy, but he sees the American lines faltering, and he just grabs the flag and like the shot is him like charging with such like with the American like it's just awesome, man. It's Mel Gibson, awesome. right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, Mel Gibson's my boy. Yeah, I mean that fight they have after that is fucking stupidest thing in the world <laughs> but i mean there's so much that movie that's just like it's like oh my god and there's so much movies like okay i mean the one movie i've cried in is tears of the sun you know what i mean so it, it, right. it's all it's i know that movie well i watch it all the time what where, where where do you cry it's, in it's, the end 
Well, yeah, yeah. It, 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 well, not the very end, but like you know, they're when he's losing men in the field. Yeah, like and when, he can't when, get when, they're, when they're trying to that get... that really emotional score. When, yeah, when, when they're, they're trying, <laughs> when they're all just trying to get there, and, they're, and they're, yeah. there's losing guys. I watch that movie all the time. I, it's okay. one of my favorite. Like okay. it's one of my favorite like movies I remember in my youth of. I watched that movie all the time. one time when I was younger. I cried at it. I I've never seen it since. There's I'll a, never watched. There's it again. a director's cut. I don't even know what that I'll, means. I'll bring you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like ten minutes longer. I'll, yeah. I'll bring it for you. Yeah, you right. might, it's on DVD though. I haven't seen the movie. It's on DVD. <laughs> DVD. <laughs> if you can remember back to those days. But Rod, what, what about a movie that has randomly got you that you didn't think would? Wait, what? What? Well, give me, <laughs> give us a movie that randomly, <laughs> like, got you emotional. Sorry, I got. Thanks you. for paying attention to the show. Well, no, I appreciate it. I just realized I was looking at the release date. Greenland is gone. Oh, no. that's right. We yeah, we did. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't see it, but yeah. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. And I was like, I I realized that I just didn't see that. Oh, was that going to be one of your? I might get emotional during that. I thought, no, no, I thought for sure Leonidas was going to catch a comet. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I I'm a sucker. Like I I don't. I've never shied away from it. Like I I'm a movie crier occasionally, and it's mostly when things come with family and kids. And like I never used to be that way, but as I get a little bit older, obviously with family and kids, yeah. it hits a little bit differently. Oh yeah. But, I mean, I remember the first movie I ever did cry at, and I was a young guy at the time. I mean, probably like 12. Do you guys remember the movie Eight Seconds with Luke Perry where he's the bull rider? Yeah. Big time movie. When well, he I haven't di- seen that movie When in he dies years. at the end, this kind of out of nowhere, like his, he'd finally gotten his life together. Dude, like, I remember like openly like weeping like, oh my it God. Just, it just struck you. Dude, it hurt me so bad. <laughs> and now I realize Jeez. me like... As an adult man, I'd be like, yeah, moron, he dies. It was his true story of his yeah. life. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't know when I was like 10. Like, I didn't know. I was you like, know what's oh funny about God. that is now that we're talking about movies that made us cry is the first time I saw Green Mile, I was a blubbering mess. Oh, oh. sure. When that guy, when he tries to, I forget when, the, I forget it. Yeah, they killed the guy in the, in the middle of the movie when he's, when you actually kind of like that small guy who, who like, the small, the, there's John Coffey, and then there's a small guy, Edward Delacroix, I think is his name, and they, um, yeah, and he he dies, is he? But he asked to be forgiven. Yeah. Like I was, I was a mess. And then again, when John Coffey died, that scene is so beautiful. Sorry, spoilers from '90s. John Coffey died. <laughs> um, that scene is so gorgeous. I cried again. Like I just remember being an absolute mess in that film. Like just, I couldn't get up. I, I had to stay there and wipe my eyes. I, I was a mess. I was a mess. I remember. <laughs> you know what's funny is. My buddy John Matthew and I, shout out to John Matthew, we were in middle school when Titanic came out. God. And, and we were like, we were like, we're not going to cry during that movie. And in the end, we were both bawling. Jesus. <laughs> no. And the, the worst part is we were with girls who weren't crying at all. Nice. <laughs> so, oh, no. Nice. No. Yeah, that was, that was, that was bad. I Man. See, you know what movie? Like, I remember early in my relationship with my wife before we got married, a movie I went to go see, I went and saw Ladder 49. Oh, that's a oh, good movie. Dude. Dude. That's a hard one I to, cried especially the ending. Hard, that one's rough. Hard in that movie, especially because like you just you think he might make because it. Because that's the goddamn shit. He's gonna get out. And yeah, that's no, that. man. And then they play that song by it was it Bruce who sings that the mm-hmm. shine your light on me or something. Yep. And then yeah, mm-hmm. shine your light on me. Yeah, it's it's an emotional movie. It really is. Greenland is be pulled from the slate indefinitely. I told you we're not gonna get any big ones. I'm telling you. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no disaster world-ending movies this year, anyway. This is the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the perfect time for something to slide. I really thought Unhinged was going to do millions of dollars. Because I mean, people were... John Goodman just doesn't bring the same crowd as he used to. I don't know why you think that. Anymore. Oh, I actually just watched Master and Commander 
the far side of the world from 2003 with Russell Crowe should have been an enormous hit. wasn't, but again, proof that there are, n- are not as many cinephiles in the world as, as claim that they are. Because that movie had poor reception, but it was a huge, huge epic with Russell Crowe at the helm, Paul Bettany, several other people. There's no reason. It was like a $150 million movie in 2003, yeah. which is unheard of. And they didn't, it didn't do anything. Like, it just, like, it just, if you're a cinephile and you don't watch it, you're, you're, you're not a cinephile, period. I'm trying to think of other movies that cry that. <laughs> there's there's been a, several for me. There's been a lot. I don't. I mean, I I'm. It's been a bit though. I'm trying to think of one recently. Oh, you know what, Roger? You Roger hates this movie, but I it got me in the end. Was a was that movie where they were touching the glass because she couldn't five feet apart or whatever? Oh yeah, that movie. <laughs> oh, Roger, yeah, dude. yeah. Roger hates it, but I love the speech he gives her in the end, even though it's stupid and it's and it's you know it's just. It's contrived, but like that whole movie is bullshit. <laughs> but I just I love that it just it, it got me. As, as a more recent example, that one got me at the right in the heartstrings, man. It got me. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Give me one more from each of you that got you. But, no, that's my only movie I've ever cried at. So Damn. that's it. That's all I've got. Are you a Terminator? Jeez, I'm a cold heart. I've probably soul. cried at tons of movies actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I just not. A, I'm just not. A, uh, you think Schindler's List would get me? No, I'm just. I'm just. Numb. I never cried. I never cried during, during Schindler's movie. I was emotional, that, but I never cried. The movie hits you hard, and it just it just it it just numbs you right away. It's well, like, that's a, it's a pretty devastating movie. Yeah, overall. But I, I've seen that movie multiple oh, times. Oh no, Toy Story three and oh, uh, my beginning of Up. The beginning oh, of is, the, the beginning, beginning of, is of rough. Up is. Oh my! Do you oh. do you know? Maybe not. Actually, the, also Coco as well. Unless can we talk Coco. about Marley and Me? Coco's a beautiful movie. Can we, can we talk about Marley and Me for a second? Well, watch it on. <laughs> I mean, we've we've talked about it many times, but sure. I my cleaning up in that movie wasn't so much cleaning up popcorn and drink; it was cleaning up tissues off the floor that people were just openly weeping in that film. It, it is a sad ending, and it is. Well, I mean, the dog dies. Spoiler, people! It's based <laughs> off a book where the goddamn dog dies. So it's a, and it's a great see it. song. You were to see yeah. it on Christmas, and everybody thought it was going to be a fun, happy dog movie. Nope. Well, I mean, it is, but spoiler: it also, it's also <laughs> the dog you know, dies at the end. Man, that's a that's one of the more examples I can think of. Like people were just like openly weeping in. I remember crying hard at the beginning of Up, though, because that Up's was such set, a like, good story. Oh my goodness! And it, it gets you that so was quick. Like eight minutes, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't take this." So you said Up. That reminds me. I'm, I've gotten I've gotten so close to tears in another movie, and it was fucking Pixar, the bastards. Which one? Um, Inside Out. Oh, uh, okay. I can see that. Sure. I can see that one for sure. See, Pixar, Pixar is like, that's what they do. Yep. They, they emotionally invest <laughs> you in a movie because you're like, I get it. And then they rip your soul out. <laughs> I would kill for an Inside Out 2 as she Me get too. a little bit older. I would kill Man, for a sequel. Get good. I would yeah. kill for a sequel to most Pixar films. That's, that's, like, that's not Toy Story. Point. We've already well, got I mean, it. We've seen, the couple of them that we've gotten if they, sequels to besides Toy Story have not I mean, been if great. They, if they told you Toy Story 5 was coming out, would you be upset? No, not at all. Maybe Cars was... Well beyond the. Well, no, no, I get that, but you said you know not Toy Story, but I mean if they said Toy hey, guys, Toy Story Five's coming out. You're well, like, I just I just want right. them to I just want them to see potential in, in other IPs. That's what, you know that, that's that's what that's what I want. Toy Story Toy Story is a very easy is a very easy thing that I think to tell a story for though. You what know was, what I mean? What was uh, the Incredible? That was Pixar. Mm-hmm. Was that okay? I thought it might have been yeah. DreamWorks. That's Pixar. But that that listen, was a pretty decent sequel. It's though. a decent sequel, but it also came like ten years later than it, it should have. And but the, but it's but, fine though. But, it, it worked. But it, was it fits well. It's not really. That first one when he thinks his family's dead and he snatches oh, that kill woman. Her. Um, that's a pretty emotional scene. Well, yeah, but not but not two. I've seen so my second daughter. She loved Toy uh, Incredibles two. 
like before she could comprehend things, she loved Baby Jack Jack. So like because Jack Jack's amazing. She'd watch that whole movie just saying Jack Jack, and every time Jack Jack's on, she's just a zombie. So I mean, like I've seen that a lot. It's not emotional at all. It's a good movie though. It's fantastic. But Roger's right. It came out ten years later, so it was hard to kind of like make connection there. You didn't really care that much. Yeah. Yeah, Coco. I'll Coco. I'll grant you. Because that guy just dies with no one loving him anymore. It's like, oh my goodness. The old guy? In the hammock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just fades away to nothing. Yeah. And it's like... That's a good but, scene. But Listen. Pixar is so good at like those nice little like moments where those like... Those nice little just, rip your heart out moments. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Well, oh, the thing with goodness. Coco is, and I don't know how this happened, Coco gets overshadowed by the other ones. And I, that makes me sad. Because Coco just Coco came out of a weird great. spot, I think. It did. Because Coco is great. Coco is a gorgeous looking movie. Oh, Have you seen that in 4K? Very colorful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. If you I've never watched it, it in 4K. If you haven't it. seen it in a long time, put that movie on. It is gorgeous. My buddy's friend watches it on repeat, uh, and I have seen it a number of times. Is he in the battling past depression? That's no, not, but he good. just loves it. Like he just <laughs> that's not gonna help win that battle. He's, he's not gonna help him because <laughs> he just sits in his chair and watches it. I mean, he just loves it. But I don't know if he likes the movie or he likes the colors, which whatever is fine. Just get high and watch Wall. There are a lot day. of animated films. Fair. That Dragon. <laughs> I, I cried in the in two of those. I films cried I in cried. the second one. Second one, I got. I, it, it does hit a little. Get, get a little dusty in here. A little bit. A little yeah. dusty in <laughs> yeah. here. Is it dry in here, guys? Oh my god! Turn the air on, man. <laughs> oh. Or like you yawn, you'd be like, "Oh, yawn, my eyes are watering." Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of. Mostly, I think animated films get me though, because Pixar knows how to do it. Well, and okay, they know how to so do it well. I'll say this too. It's not what we talk about, and I'm, I might be the only guy here to watch. I watch a lot of anime, though, and you get some really, really good stories out of anime. And there's been a few of those that, that have that hit me hard. And it's almost to where, like, because they're, they're so, they're so, it's like watching a series where, like, you get, like, one season of a very, like, long, drawn-out story, so you get invested. And, man, when that ends sometimes, they hit you hard. I remember watching... Uh... Stop, stop, stop. I'm <laughs> the microphone. I remember um, watching the, uh, watching Dexter... The end of the third season. Oh, I can see oh, that. I thought you said you were going to cry when the, when the ending of the series happens, how bad it was. Oh, because it was terrible. Yeah, I cried too. Um, but the end of the third season where uh, his wife dies, his wife gets murdered. So, like, I didn't cry. My wife was hysterically blubbering. <laughs> She's like, oh my god. I was like... <laughs> One, I thought it was the most amazing ending of a TV series like I'd ever yeah, like, seen in like, my life. Damn, they went yeah, there. Was, like, it's got super dark. I mean, <laughs> listen, Dexter's really dark, mm-hmm. and somehow they went like two levels below that. Ooh. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with that. Dexter's a ten show too, by the way. It's a ten there's show a, with a, with a there's zero a couple like a, like a two ending. There's know? a couple oh. episodes of House that got me. How House did get good at being emotional in like its mid of its series, like in like seasons like. Five and six got really good, and then like the second last season with Wilson and uh, and and Gregory, like they get. I really can't believe close. you think that five and six, the first three seasons of that show are exemplary. No, they are. They are. But I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the emotional investment. Oh, well, yeah, season four the, the when he hits you, when, hit you when, really hard. when he's in that after Amber, he's seeing Amber on the like. Yeah, and he's he's asking one of the moments that he's because he's just been this narcissist prick most of the time, but like he's not. He's had moments, but yeah. in that moment, he you know. She tells him why he survived and she didn't, and that's a wonderful moment. Oh yeah, no, it is wonderful Trust, moment. Listen, I love that show. I can talk about House all day long. I love that. I'm watching it now. I just, Are you? I love okay. it. I'm okay, good. because just it's one of those shows that like every you. It's like it's like every third or fourth episode you get the like the real episodes of the season where like yeah. they wanted this yeah. is the episode they focus on the other ones are just filler that exist, but this is the episode like every three or four is just an emotional hit every time, and it's like that episode that show a lot of. Patients don't survive, and it, it gets me because, like, 
you know, House wants his answer more than he wants their life. So like he's he often sacrifices their life to find the answer to to the riddle. Because all House is 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 is, is uh, Sherlock Holmes, and all Wilson is is Watson, the I want, sidekick. I want Gregory House to be my dad, but it's fine. We all do. We all do. Actually, you hear him talk like he is insanely British, and like he you'd never know. Oh it's yeah, from England. Yeah, what well, so I'm saying <laughs> that happens. Well, but I'm saying like you'd never like if if all you watched of him was House, and then like oh, you no, saw you him speak know. at an award show, you'd be like, know. what the hell? Hugh Laurie yeah. is a, an, ama- an amazing actor. He is. I he should be in more. He should be in more. Maybe he doesn't want to be. He's he could be well, he's in, What's he on? He's on something now, right? The Deep Space Nine or whatever. No, no, that. But it's a space. We thing. saw the trailer for that a million times before yeah, COVID. Hang on. I forget what that was, but you're you're you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he's on something right now, and I'm just like, I should watch this just because he's there. I know what you're talking about. Christ, I can't find it. <laughs> All right, great. Mm. Avenue Five. That's it. Avenue yeah. Five. You saw the trailer a billion times. Yeah. All right. So what else we got to talk about today? That's it. That's it. Yep. I think that's all. I think that's a good show. Talk about. Why crying. are you smiling? I don't like your weird smile. It freaks me out. And then you wink at me. It's weird. I can't help it. Okay. Whatever. Great. This is episode one ninety two. You look really nice today. Oh, stop. See, that's how. That's. <laughs> that's what. Is there an inside joke there that I'm not getting? <laughs> that's the end of the show. Because Roger doesn't compliment anyone ever. That's why. Especially, let least of all me. No, all I right. get that. This, uh, this show's done. Fiend. <laughs> this has been episode 192 of For the Love of Cinema. Each episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following four iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Please leave a comment to rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. We gotta start planning the 200th episode. Thanks for that. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm, I'm right. thinking about it. Right. Don't we forget barely to barely even show prep. What do you think? Plan an episode. <laughs> oh my, one of those things I wish you hadn't said. All right. Don't forget to check out the show on Facebook. Always posting things there, and check us out on YouTube if you want a good laugh. Email us for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're talking about the first half of Lovecraft Country yeah. summed up, and then The Devil All the Time, the new Netflix film with Tom Holland and a host of others. I heard Robert Pattinson just owns it in that movie. By he the owns way. in a lot of movies he's in recently. Better than anyone else in the Who do you think would win, Spider Man or Batman? Yeah.